This is endurance. Let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. God, we thank you so much for the reading of your word. We ask you now, God, that you'd hide me behind this thine sacred desk. People would see less of me and all of thee. God, we thank you now because we are about to experience a new thing. We're about to experience you teaching us that we might be taught. Let the Holy Spirit have thine own way. Let us push through anything that's pressing on us that we might receive what you would have us to have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I just kind of want to talk for a few moments that we have together about the benefits of trials. The benefits of trials. But before I get to that, I want to say this because I told you on last week, I want us to be about black history on a monthly basis or as um, uh, more so than just in February. But in keeping with that vein, I know we had some information on last week, but it, on this week, I would also just like to share with you that on yesterday, we visited something that I didn't even know was still in existence. I knew about the event, but I did not know the building was still there. And that is you who were around in the 60s, or those of you like me who love history, and you study it, that in July of 1960, there was a sit-in at the Woolworth in Greensboro, North Carolina. I had no idea that the building, the seats are still there, that those people sat in. Now, we've been miseducated a little bit on some of the pictures that we see and some of the things that have been passed down, but the seats are still there. These four young black men who were teenagers took it upon themselves to go sit at a Woolworth. Why is that significant? Because you heard me say sit. Do you want to know where the word carry out came from? The black people could go into the restaurant and watch the white people eat. They had to get carry out. And they could not sit down. These four decided, nope, this is not right. We pay our money. We want to sit down. And on this day, they sat down. What many of you think probably sparked a movement and changed everything just from that one day. It was actually a series of events, of days and weeks that actually took place not only in Greensboro, but across the entire country. And even when it became summertime in Greensboro, and the college students went back home, the young kids from Dudley High School said, we're going to keep this thing going. And we're going to come in here with our 14 and 15 and 16 and 17 and 18-year-old selves, and we're going to sit down and take a stand. And that's what they did. And to some of them and to so many others who helped, that's one of the reasons you now have the right that you enjoy when you go into a restaurant. Amen. We also saw something I didn't know existed, and that was a double-sided Coke machine. Double-sided Coke machine. Because on one side, the drinks were five cents. And on the other side, the drinks were ten cents. And who do you think enjoyed the lesser of the two? 
Amen. So many things we've come so far. And yet, here's where I'm going with this. This is your price of admission. No matter which museum I've gone to, no matter what civil rights movement we've had in this country, the church was always at the center. They were at the center. This is why I rebuke so many churches now who take a back seat to social justice, who take a back seat to the issues of the things of the day, because without the church, where would we be? But the benefits of trials, even in what happened then in the 60s and so many things happened. Look at what happened from their persecution, from what they went through. And uh, somebody had to make the decision that we're not going with what the law says. We're, we're not going to go with the status quo. We're, we're going to do something different because we want different. But too many times now, 2023, we just go along to get along. And then we wonder why we get what we get. But, you know, there's a saying. There's a couple of sayings. One, one saying is that the early bird gets the worm. But it's the second rat who gets the cheese. And you've got to decide which one at which appropriate time you're going to be. Because at times both are appropriate. But we live in a society where it's either this or that. You've got to do one or the other. Sometimes you have to do both. But the benefits of these trials. Look, I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings because the Bible says this. Consider it a joy when you're going through some suffering. For one thing, for one thing, I love what Reverend Jones said earlier. He said, thank God you woke up and you knew the difference from a washcloth and a dishcloth. I'm going to use that one. Yeah, because because you think about it when you can experience suffering, you can experience a trial. You're still here. This is why I tell people be quiet when they start complaining that it's Monday. When you get to work, people start complaining. They, they hate Monday, but love a Friday. But without Monday, you can't get to Friday. Am I right? You heard people. Come, maybe it's you. Maybe that's why you're quiet, because. Maybe it's you who complains about Monday, but Monday is coming, and I don't know about you, but I want to be in that number. People complaining because it's Monday. Be thankful you got a job. Be thankful you can get out of bed. I done learned a whole lot of things today. I was listening to Sister Eat and Praying. Most people say we're thankful for the shoes, but she said be thankful you got some feet to put in the shoes. Come on now. Be thankful you're going through something. I know we've been conditioned, we've been trained to complain and to murmur when we're going through something. Now see, this is one of those sermons where I'm on everybody's road. Because there's not a person in this room that's going to escape pain. There's not a person in this room that's going to escape trauma. There's not a person in this room, no matter how much or little you're doing, that doesn't have haters. But let me help you with something. My mentor helped me with this, too. Just because somebody hater and they tell you something don't always mean they lie. Sometimes you can learn from your haters. But trials, he said, 
consider it a joy. Man, how many of you be honest right now? You said, God, thank, thank you because I've been dealing with this cancer for 30 years. God, thank you because I've had diabetes for 20 years. God, thank you that my money is funny, my change is strange, but the lights are still on. They may flicker every now and again. But thank you. That, that, look, this is this type, this type of testing and trials are what we're talking about because there comes a time where you're separating who 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 really is about the faith and who's got that imitation faith. Yeah, you, you got a whole lot of people. Like you got a whole lot of folk that like to fake it till they make it. They like to like to kind of play play some games with God. But when you get to go through some stuff in your life, when you go through some trials, that sometimes God will have you on your back because that's the only time you've been known to look up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 God will allow some stuff to happen in your life. Look look at it through this through the Bible. So many people were tested and whatnot. And, and the greatest of these, we touched on it probably uh, not so long ago when we talked about Abraham. But we were talking about Abraham and Sarah having a child. But what we didn't get to, now think about this. Which one was worse? When, when Job lost everything, we understand that, but he regained it. But watch this. The one thing that Abraham prayed for, he wanted and was going to be known for, was the father of many nations. In order to be a father, he had to have a son. But then God said, take that very thing you asked for. Take that very thing that you've desired, that you and your wife have pleaded for, and I want you to go up to the top of that hill, and I want you to sacrifice your son to me. Somebody ain't hearing me. The very thing you want, that you've asked for, that you've longed, that you've told for, that you've pushed through, that you've hurt yourself uh, to get. Uh, 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 God says, give it to me. I want it back. So there's a difference in Job losing everything and Abraham being asked by God to give it up. Oh, see, 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 I might be talking to the right or the wrong crowd. I don't know because somebody in here probably sitting on some stuff that they want to give up. That's when I was trying to do that little teaching, that little five minute teaching I did on offering. See, that's a messy subject. People don't like to talk about that because, see, the problem with people, time is your most valuable possession. But for many, money is their most valued possession. Oh, I just said something. Somebody should have been should have wrote that down. Because time you can't create. Money we can print off machines. Time you can never get back once it's lost. You can get a part-time job and make more money. So why then are you valuing money more than time? Oh, we missed that. Because if you want to start an argument, you want to start a fight, even in the church, start telling people to give more. Yeah, yeah, no. You want to start a fight in your house? You want to start a fight on your job? Start talking about giving your, give, give me a raise. I need more money. I need this. And money, people say, rules the world. And then some people misquote the scripture and say money is the root of all evil. That ain't it. We need money to, to get through life. It ain't got nothing to do with money. Because it's, money, money in and of itself has, has, does nothing. It's how you spend it. 
and the love that you place on it and the value that you have for it. And so the trial comes then when you feel like you can't get enough of something and you keep on going to work, going to work. I got to do more. I got to do more. And now what you're doing, your family see you less. You're more stressed out. You can't get to the gym. You're snacking, eating crummy food, gaining weight because you can't set the time aside because you need money. And then money becomes the death of you. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody. Because time. Sometimes your kids don't want your Christmas gifts and don't want your money. They want your time. Oh, but then the trial will come because God will say, I want you to give me what you say is so valuable. And I will show you how valuable it really ain't. <laughs> we, look, we, we, we read the Bible and we think, oh, I could be Abraham. Ain't no big deal. God told me take my firstborn. I'd do it in a minute. Come on. Come on. Let's be serious. Let's, let's be serious. Let's be serious. Some of, you, some, of, some of you right now wouldn't even have no friends if it weren't for your kids because you just mean-spirited. And, and, and the only friend you got is your child. And, 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 and so God is telling you, bring your best friend, your all in all, up here to the top and sacrifice them. But y'all missed the whole thing. Because God wanted to see where your heart is because God don't need money. God don't. And Abraham knew that having a human sacrifice was anti-God. So he's like, wait a minute. You telling me to do something that's anti-you. You, you can't lie. What's going on here? But you didn't read the scripture. Because the scripture says Abraham looked at the two guys who came with him and said, we going to be back. Y'all ain't read Genesis. Because he understood the promise. This was a test. Y'all ever been on, on watching TV? Used to happen like 2 o'clock in the morning, but now they do it any old time. You watching your favorite show. And all of a sudden it goes off and that loud noise comes on. Boop. This is only a test. God would do that. Because it's about, or do you have real faith or the imitation stuff? I'm going to help you how you understand what's real and what's not. Uh, uh, any, any time, and, and look, I talk about things in money because a lot of us, that, that our ears perk up. So the, the difference between real and imitation, if, the, if you went to the dermatologist and the doctor told you to go get some Aveeno, Right? The real stuff. The Alvino. And that costs about what? $13? Something like that? On the cheap side? That's the good stuff, right? You said, no, $13? I can go to Dollar Tree. (laughs) And I can get the Flavino for $125. Right? I'm going to save 12 bucks. But when you get the Flavino and you put it on... And it drip all through your hands because it's like water. And then next thing you know, you went through half the bottle just trying to saturate your hands. But if you had to use the Avino, two little drops, 
and you would have been good for the day. Then you understand the difference between real and fake. And some things can't be duplicated. What kind of faith do you got? I'm just trying to come up with analogies to help you understand that God is asking you for what's real. Marvin Gaye said it. What did he say? Y'all ain't been in church all your life. (laughs) He said, ain't nothing like the real thing. Ain't nothing like it. That's real faith. When God says, I want you to give me what you value most. I'm going to help you understand it ain't all that. Because if you lose everything you have and it's just me and you, I'm more than enough. If your faith endures doing well, what good is it? Because the Bible teaches that your faith comes alive in trouble. Man, look, we look back at like, think the Bible is like, I don't know, we think they're like comic book characters because we, 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 we just kind of look at them and say these are good stories. And, and they say Jesus is asleep on the boat and they're getting scared because the way you would have got scared too. When the waves beating in on the boat and you don't have on no life jacket and you know you can't swim and you about to get flipped off the boat. You would have went there and woke him up too. But we'd sit up here and act like, oh, my faith's so strong. I, I would I have been asleep too. I would have. I would have been eating a sandwich while everybody else running around and going stir crazy. I'd have been on my red, listening to my iPod. Or, come on. You would have been scared. And that's what happened. Matter of fact, some of you scared now. Some of you got doctor's appointments. You, look, not going to the doctor does not make it all right just because you don't know that you got six months to live. It don't change the fact. And so many of us, oh, I don't want to go to that doctor. I don't want to hear that bad news. I don't, don't want to hear what they're talking about. That's the problem with some of us. Because if you had a went last year, you, he could have gotten rid of whatever was going on. Or you could have changed your diet, did little stuff, did change the stuff. And then next thing you know, you're back on track. But you think by not hearing bad news that you've done yourself, you've done yourself a disservice. But these trials come To test our faith. Is your faith rooted or weak? And so let's move on. This thing says because the testing of your faith produces endurance. Man, some of you thought this thing was a was was a was a a a hundred a hundred uh, meter sprint. Y'all thought that that we just run that and then we're done. This thing is a marathon. Because as soon as look look, if you like me, I may be talking to myself. If you're like me, you've either just gotten out of some trouble, you're in some trouble, or you headed to more trouble. Life is a series of ups and downs, highs and lows, hills and valleys, and the second you get comfortable and think that you're so holy and so righteous and you do everything right, wham! It just happens. I was on, look, about a year ago, right about this time, I'm driving on Broad Street in Richmond, minding my own business, headed down the road. 
And then this lady decides that at the last second, she wants to get over two lanes and get to the light just because she's in a hurry. Well, you can't get over in, in, in two seconds when a car is right beside you, which happened to be me. So when I hit her back bumper uh, uh, and the cops come, I'm the last person there, they want to give me a ticket. I said, now, wait a minute, officer. How are you giving me a ticket? And this lady cut in front of me. Oh, that's just what we do. You follow us in too close and blah, blah, blah. I said, I tried to explain it to the officer, but you know, they don't want to hear it. So I had to go to court and explain it to the judge. Judge, when you look at the diagram that your officer uh, presented to you, help me understand that if I was following too close, why is it then that this lady's car is catacorner in the uh, lane that I'm in? I'm straight in my lane, but her backside is cocked. That would lead one to believe that she got there kind of late and the car in front of her is straight. So how is it then that the car in front of her is straight? I'm straight and she's cocksided. And the way that I hit her, you can clearly see that I'm in my lane and she hurried up and got in hers. Well, sounds about right to me. Dismissed. Why am I saying all this? Trials. Because I was on my way to work and I'm bothering nobody and something happened, but did it cost me inconvenience to go to court and this, that, and the other? But that's life. When you wake up in the morning, please stop discounting getting home. That's a blessing. The first miracle that happens every day is when you open up your eyes. But these tests and these trials, now let me help you with this. Because some people just need the original context of the Greek. To help them understand. The Bible says right here. Where it talks about endurance. Has its full effect. So that you may be mature and complete. Lacking nothing. In some verses that would talk about. That would be interchanged with the word. Patience. Patience in the Greek. Would be. Ho pa meno. Ho pa meno. The hoopah means under or by. The mena means to stay or abide. Watch this. When you put these two together, they depict a person that is staying in place no matter what happens. Psalm 17 and 8 says it differently. It says, keep me as the apple of your eye, Lord. Hide me as the shadow of thy wing, under of your wings. Yeah. That simply means that no matter what you're going through right now in life, whether it's sickness, whether it's something emotional, whether it's something financial, if it's of God, if you stay the course, it's not a matter of if you win, it's you, it's until you win. And so some of us get quick, fast, in a hurry and want to get out of stuff. But, but, but sometimes you've got to get deep-rooted. You've got to be like the old school people used to say, I might bend, but I don't break. And you've got to understand that there's some, there's some staying power 
when you trust in the one who can calm a raging sea, when you trust in the one who, who can just reach out the outstretched hand and say, peace, be still. You, you've got to understand that there's some stand power when you've got somebody with issues of blood for, for so many, many years. God can still heal that person. You've got to have some stand power. And the problem with some folk is they just want to pray to God today, be healed and blessed tomorrow, and it doesn't work like that. Because sometimes the thorn will stay in your side because that's the only time God has your attention. If God was to remove the thorn, your attention would be gone. So does God heal you and take the thorn. You back acting a fool. God said, nope. I'm going to let that thorn stay right there. I ain't never heard this person pray like this before. Matter of fact, some people will start giving to the church more when they're going through something. Because they think they're cutting a deal. God be like, oh, I'm going to let, them, let it stay right there a little longer. They, they, they tithing like a bad boy. I mean, they coming to Sunday school, Bible study, everything. Oh, they trying to cut a deal. And God like, I'm going to let it stay. Because this person, this person is pressing closer to me like they've never done before. And that's the benefit of your trial. Is that when you are going through something that man, look, let me say it different. I think it was T.D. Jakes who said this. If you got a problem that man can solve, you ain't got no problem. So wait upon the Lord. Wait. Hang in. I know it looks messy. I know it looks bad. But when you come through on the other side, you're going to understand the benefit of this trial. Amen. Let us stand to our feet.